Welcome in to the Wisports.net podcast. I'm Travis Wilson, general manager at Wisports.net, and going to be your guide today as we go through our Thanksgiving week edition of the WSN podcast. We'll wrap up the football state championships that were held last week, and then also get into a discussion of some of the important and significant girls' basketball tournaments that will take place this weekend with Norbert Durst of WSN, our girls' basketball writer and content manager, previewing uh, one of the biggest tournaments of the entire season, one of the best in-season events, the Brookfield Central Thanksgiving Shootout. Should be a great, uh, great time over there in Brookfield for Girls Hoops fans this weekend. But before we do that, we will take a look at kind of putting a bow on the high school football season and the state football championships that were uh, held last weekend and last week at Camp Randall Stadium. We talked about coming into the uh, state finals that there was really a a whole lot of storylines throughout the the entire event, all seven divisions. Every game you could look at and and pick out a a storyline that was was significant. And we also uh, had talked about how it was really a pretty good group of teams that had made it. Um, if you looked at the the combined number of losses by the teams that had qualified for state, it uh, it was a very impressive number. I believe it was six combined losses coming in, which is one of the smaller numbers that we had seen. As you uh, look at the state finalists, or the state, the state titleist, I should say, uh, six out of the seven finished undefeated this year. The only loss was by Catholic Memorial, who, by the way, that only loss for CMH was early in the year on a last-second uh, two-point conversion that they did not convert when they went for the win against Muskego, who ended up winning it all in Division One. So as we uh, just kind of cruise through a real quick recap of, uh, of the games and, and some final thoughts, uh, one of the, the big storylines throughout the, the tournament, really, were a lot of the miscues, surprising miscues by some of the teams at State, including some teams that you wouldn't necessarily expect that from, including Division 7, where both Blackhawk and Edgar took turns just shooting themselves in the foot over and over early in that game, in the Division 7 title game. But Blackhawk got things cleaned up, and Edgar shockingly continued to make mistake after mistake after mistake and could not recover. It was still a very competitive game, but Blackhawk pulled out a 22-15 victory Edgar, just too many mistakes. They fumbled it uh, five times, lost three of them, had a number of drop passes in key moments, uh, so many penalties, including, I think, four on special teams. Those are things that you don't expect from Edgar. Usually, Edgar is a team that dominates uh, the turnover battle. They they dominate special teams and, and really make a lot of headway on defense and special teams and either field position, turnovers, converting those into scores. They did not do that and, and instead hurt themselves in, in a number of situations that were key in that game. But uh, big credit to Blackhawk, Corey Mills, second head coach, or excuse me, second title for uh, head coach Corey Mills and the Warriors, who also won it back in 2013, I believe that was. Uh Yes, 2013. So uh, they got things cleaned up. They they had some turnovers of their own early on. They had some mistakes of their own early on. But again, to their credit, they got things turned around. 
you know, the stats weren't weren't jump off the page at you in that one, but Colby Argyle had a nice game despite three fumbles. None of them ended up being lost um, in Edgar not falling on any of those miscues by Blackhawk was a, another big storyline in that one. But a heck of a game, uh, one of a number of competitive games that we saw. Division 6 was really our only true blowout. It was the only one that was not competitive at all as Iola Scandinavia just ran over Racine Lutheran, went up 29 to nothing at halftime. That one ended up as a running clock game, and Iola Scandinavia won 43-14. to Bryce Hittner, who had broken the state's all-time rushing record just in the uh, state semifinals, added to his total with 156 yards. He had three touchdowns on the ground in that one, and uh, just outstanding as the T-Berg T-Birds got the job done. We did get a little preview of Tyler Tenner uh, from a statewide scene, the running back from a scene Lutheran, just a junior. But as we've talked about before, he's already ahead of Bryce Hittner's pace in terms of running the football. Another big year from Tyler Tenner next year, and he has a shot to break that record. Racine Lutheran returns a lot of players next year. They're a very, very young team, and I fully expect them to be in the hunt next year to, to get to a state title game in Division 6. In Division 5, we got uh, a shocker early on. Stratford jumped out to a 14 to nothing lead. They had an opportunity to go up by three scores in that one. They drove, I think it was inside the five-yard line of St. Mary Springs, but could not convert, did not uh, kick the field goal. They went for it on fourth down and got stuffed. Instead of going up, 17-0, or better yet, 21-0 for the Tigers. It was a 14-0 game, and St. Mary Springs rebounded. There was a lot of correlations between this game and St. Mary Springs last year against Iola Scandinavia. And uh, Springs, uh, on the very next drive, after stopping Stratford on fourth down, went down and scored and got the momentum back and actually uh, had, had uh, tied things up. Stratford kicked a field goal in the third quarter to, uh, to go ahead in that one. But it was not enough as St. Mary Springs put on a late drive down the field. And Marcus Orlandoni scored from five yards out with just over two minutes remaining. Put St. Mary Springs on top 20-17. to 17, And they ended up winning it 20-17. to 17. So head coach Bob Hyland gets his eighth WIAA state title to go with the eight that he led the Ledgers to in the Wissa private school days. Just uh, incredible to have eight state championships in the last 18 years, actually 19 years, and to go with the eight before 16 state titles for Bob Highland and the Ledgers. In the Division Four game, very competitive. Did not go quite as we thought it would, to be quite honest with you. Thought that there might be a little bit more scoring in this one. Thought that St. Croix Central would be more effective running the football, which they had done all year with great, great success. But they really struggled. And, and a big credit to St. Catharines, Racine St. Catharines, their front seven, Adrian Garcia, DJ Carter, both All-State defensive linemen, as they really held St. Croix Central in check. St. Croix Central only averaged, uh, I think it was three, just over three and a half yards per carry, 3.7, 3.8, something like that. They had run the ball effectively over and over all year. And it is St. Catharines that gets the job done and, and holds them down. 
But still, St. Croix Central led 7-0 late in the game. Racine St. Catharines had failed to capitalize on a few of their opportunities. But too much to Sean Brown in the end. As he engineered a late drive, St. Catharines got down inside the five. He scored on a short touchdown run with just 12 seconds remaining. And that set up the decision that we have seen so many times, not only at state, but into the playoffs. We saw it last week, or the week before, excuse me, with Kimberly and Fond du Lac, of do you go for two in the win, or do you kick the extra point and continue and, and, and elongate the game? With 12 seconds left, Dan Miller, the head coach of St. Catharines, decides that he has arguably the best offensive player in the state, most electric offensive player in the state, let him decide the game. And it was a actually very easy uh, run that Brown had. Empty backfield, took the shotgun snap, just went off the left edge and right into the end zone. Uncontested, there was nobody close. It didn't take Deshaun Brown to get in the, the end zone on that one. I think most quarterbacks at the high school level could have waltzed into the end zone. Very, very wide open. And he converted the two-point conversion. So Racine St. Catharines beat St. Croix Central 8-6 to in an exciting game to close things out on Thursday. Speaking of exciting games, on Friday morning, to open things up, West Appear and Catholic Memorial. West Appear took advantage of three first-half lost fumbles by Catholic Memorial. West Appear built a 17-0 halftime lead. Catholic Memorial moved the ball a little bit when they weren't shooting themselves in the foot, but West Appear showed that they could run the football, uh, had uh, over 200 yards in the first half, and it might have been close to 250, maybe more, and you're thinking, okay, this might get away, and sure enough, on the first play of the third quarter, Luke Fox of Catholic Memorial throws an interception, West Appear goes in a couple plays later to take a 24 to nothing lead early in the third quarter, and had dominated things to that point in in most respects. And you're thinking, this is over. Is this going to end in a running clock? Uh, Certainly, it's going to be a multiple score ending. And sure enough, it was a multiple score victory. But for Catholic Memorial, as they rattled off 37 straight points in the final 20 minutes of that game, and (laughs) the biggest comeback in state finals history, They scored touchdowns uh, on their next three drives, went for two and converted on all of those. So very quickly tied things up 24 to 24 with West Appear, went ahead in the fourth quarter, and then capped things off with an interception return for a touchdown that gave Catholic uh, Catholic Memorial an improbable 37-24 victory, erasing a three-score deficit ultimately into the third quarter, early to mid part of the third quarter, in an incredible performance by Luke Fox, especially in the second half of that game. Homestead and Brookfield Central was a much-anticipated matchup in the championship game in Division II, and that was competitive as well. Brookfield Central had some chances that they missed on in the first half, but it was a 24-14 game at halftime, and then all of a sudden, the wheels fell off for Brookfield Central. Drew Lashinsky, their quarterback, had, had hurt his ankle early in the game and really 
kind of limited what he could do moving around, which is uh, normally a, a decent part of their game. And Homestead just dominated, shockingly, put a running clock on Brookfield Central to close that one out. Ran the football at will, threw the football effectively at times, just stuffed Brookfield Central over and over. And Jake Raditz, the uh, senior defensive lineman from Homestead, an Air Force commit, All-State player, showed why he had six tackles for loss, four and a half sacks to shatter the previous record of of, of two sacks in a game in the state finals. And he was part of a dominating performance by that Highlanders defense as they won 51-14. to To close things out, what a game we got between Muskego and five-time defending state champion Kimberly. An exciting game, but a game that Kimberly did not make Kimberly type of plays, especially late in that ball game. It was back and forth. It was never separated by more than one score. In the final three quarters, it was never separated by more than four points. Muskego scored to go up 24-21 late in that one. Kimberly had an opportunity through an interception. They also, uh, earlier in the second half, had a punt snap that went over the punter's head that was a huge swing play. And Muskego dethrones the papermakers, winning 24-21. Muskego closes out an undefeated season, 14-0. They had a win over Division Three state champion Catholic Memorial. And what a performance by Ken Krause and the, uh, the Warriors, uh, a dominating running game with three backs uh, over, I think it was 80 or 90 yards, R.J. Bosshart, um, John Rieske, and uh, Alex Current. So a really competitive state title weekend in week. Only one game, the Division Six game, Iola, Scandinavia, and Racine Lutheran that was not competitive at all. Even that D2 game that ended with a running clock, Homestead and Brookfield Central, still was a very competitive game into the third quarter before Homestead just blew everything out. And then we had four uh, one-score games. So very exciting. Uh, With the best game, a lot to pick from, obviously. I went with Catholic Memorial and their big comeback over West Appear. I know it ended up as a two-score game, but that was just incredible to watch unfold. It was a a lot of uh, outstanding offense by both teams, big-time defense in the second half by Catholic Memorial, a lot of outstanding and elite playmakers on both sides and so I I really uh, enjoyed that one uh, along with all of the games and for state finals MVP I picked Luke Fox of Catholic Memorial he threw that interception on the first play of the third quarter and at that point you never would have thought that he would have been the uh, the MVP but he came back in a big way just slung the ball around uh, very impressive and got the job done in leading the Crusaders to a state title. So a, a really fun week at Camp Randall, and again, it, it puts a, a nice bow on the state championships and uh, really a fun season, a, a history-making season. We saw Kimberly's streak come to an end, their winning streak in week one. We saw their state title streak come to an end in the last game of the entire season. We saw a new all-time record holder in career rushing yards by Bryce Hittner, and just a whole lot of outstanding football. So uh, big thanks to everybody that followed along all year. Big thanks to all the players, coaches, teams uh, that uh, made it all so exciting. And now we got to wait another nine months or so until uh, practices get started again. 
Going to be a long offseason, but look for all kinds of offseason coverage on Wisports.net. Coaching changes, player rankings, um, offseason team rankings, championship catch-up, just everything that uh, in, in recruiting as well, everything that goes on in the offseason, which there isn't much of one. And now it's time to turn our attention from football, which is now wrapped up, to girls basketball, which is into its second week of games. And joining us now is WSN girls basketball writer and content manager Norbert Durst. And Norb, the uh, the, the big thing on the, the schedule this weekend, as far as uh, Thanksgiving weekend, is the Brookfield Central Thanksgiving tournament, which has kind of uh, really taken off the last few years. And become one of the better in-season tournaments of the entire season. Yeah, definitely. And there's just so many games and that, that really what makes that event so good and a lot of good matchups as well. There's 18 games this season and uh, there's some uh, very good uh, talent, very good matchups as well. The The biggest matchup the, this weekend is on Saturday uh, between Milwaukee King and McGuanago, who I have, as the top two teams in division one to start the season. So that is expected to be a uh, very good showing. And so take us through that matchup. Uh, McGuanagall and, and Milwaukee King, you said the, the, the two best teams there, two best teams in the state in division one to start the season. Uh, what do you look for in that matchup? What are some of the key players to keep an eye on? And, uh, and how do you think that one's going to go down? Well, McGuanago returned uh, everyone from last year's team that uh, finished as a state runner-up. Uh, Natalie Anderson leads the way for them. Grace Byard, uh, another senior on that club. And um, Angie Sarah, younger sister of Bree Sarah, who helped uh, McGuanago get to state a couple years back. And uh, and then on the other side, um, Sydney Roby is the big one for Milwaukee King. Uh, it's always important for her to be on the floor. Um, you know, when you're 6'3", she's a... Miami recruit and uh, you know, Kay Clark's another big time player for them. They are currently without Kamaya McNeil who transferred from Shorewood. I believe she played only JV in the first game. So there could be some transfer issues that are taking place there. Uh, So that could uh, maybe uh, mellow out that matchup a little bit, but King still is very loaded as far as her talent goes. One of the other teams that is at the Brookfield Central uh, tournament is two-time defending Division One state champion Appleton North. What what can we expect out of the Lightning this year after two straight championships, but losing a considerable part of their lineup? And uh, it looks like they've got a tough one uh, against Brookfield Central on Saturday. Yeah, you know they lost uh, some really good kids from last year's team. Couple kids that helped them win a you know those back-to-back state titles. But you know they still have a lot of kids that have a lot of uh, experience. Now it's just a matter of them to step up and, and be the leaders. So there's plenty of talent talent there, and those kids are really hungry to, to show that they can be uh, big-time players as well. So I, I would not be surprised if they have a much better season than maybe what's expected. Take us through some of the other top matchups over the weekend. And also, if, if folks want to follow along, if they want to see what's going on with the tournament, how they can uh, can can do that this weekend? Uh, you follow me on Twitter at Norbert Durst, and then uh, the, the games will also be streamed by uh, W Seven Productions. So uh, just head over to Wisports.net. There's an article with a link to that, and I'll actually be doing the color for the McGuanago Milwaukee King game on Saturday afternoon. So make sure to tune in for that. As we talked about earlier, that should be a very good matchup. And you know, Shamira Williams and Milwaukee Academy of Science 
uh, they are going to be at the the shootout as well. They play uh, uh, the first game on Sat on Friday, excuse me, against Whitnall, and then the first game on Saturday against DSHA, uh, who is a very good program. So it, it should give uh, Academy of Science a chance to uh, show that they're they're a team that. Um, can maybe make a big run in Division Four. Uh, in the earlier podcast, we talked about they have a couple of freshmen that are expected to be big time players for them. So that should really help them. And we'll see if those kids are ready to go when it comes to varsity basketball. Any other thoughts or uh, anything that we need to know on that Brookfield Central Thanksgiving shootout that's set to take place Friday and Saturday at Brookfield Central? Well, just get there and get a good seat because there's a lot of good basketball and. You know, on Saturday, the both gyms will be going with varsity games. So there's plenty of action. You can kind of check out a little bit of one game, swing over to the other gym, maybe at halftime. Um, they stagger those games. So it's really easy for the fans to see all that talent that's going to be showcased. Now, that's not the only tournament that's going on this weekend. And as I was looking over your article on Wisports.net, I was kind of surprised at how many Thanksgiving tournaments there are this weekend um, it seems like that's really taken off the last few years. What are some other ones to, to keep an eye on, some other ones of note going on around the state? Uh, uh, one of the bigger ones besides Brookfield Central is up in Anago, um, the Tom Kislow uh, Thanksgiving Classic. Uh, they have a number of games up there, and, and you know there's some, there's some pretty good matchup, matchups as well. Uh, Lakeland will play uh, Newman Catholic on, on Friday. Newman Catholic uh, made it to, uh, to the Division Five state tournament last season, and Lakeland's a team that's going to, press you until uh you know until the game's basically over so it's that should be a very good test for newman catholic and then uh regis who is perennially a strong program plays lodi also on friday and lodi's in those uh division three rankings to start the season they they uh, came on very strong and took a marshall right down to the wire in a regional final last season so i expect that one to be a good one as well any other games or events that stand out on the schedule this weekend also, the, uh, at the Cranberry Classic at Assumption, that's uh, that one has Assumption versus Loyal. Assumption um, is on the rise. Uh, they lost some guards, so it's kind of a question as far as how well that backcourt's going to play. And and Loyal is on the rise. With uh, they were very young last season, and they won the state uh, Division Five state title a couple years back. And I think they're hungry to make a run as well. As we look over some of the early games that have. Uh, taking place in this season anything stand out any surprises any upsets any um, storylines of this first week and a half or so of uh, girls basketball so far uh, Appleton East uh, they lost some pretty good uh, players from last year's team and last night they beat Wausau West who uh, returned the majority of last year's club and they have a couple of division one players on that team so I think they're a team to watch out for in that in the FBA and, and maybe a team that could make a little bit of a run as well. And Kimberly, um, they, they just came out hot and, and just unloaded on Pius, uh, who is a very good team as well, ranked in division two to start the season. So uh, that Kimberly team is very hungry to win some games this year. And last year, their only three losses were against Appleton North, who, uh, as we know, won the, won the division one state title. So I really expect them to showcase that talent this season. We're talking with Norbert Durst, the girls' basketball writer, content manager at Wisports.net. Norb, you wrapped up your uh, preseason divisional rankings last week on Wisports.net, and everybody can check out uh, the, the top 10 in the preseason for each division uh, in those various articles. Every year when I do this for football, I always 
kind of look back right after I do it and go, man, that that team that I had there, <laughs> I should have, I should have had them much higher. I, I, I messed that up, but ultimately, you know, it is what it is. Any teams that you that you thought as you were going through that you were kind of thinking, man, I. I don't know if I had them pegged quite right to start the year. Any, anyone that might be able to move up pretty quickly. You know, I think Assumption's a team that can make a quick jump, and maybe we could see them uh, pretty early in that uh, that coaches poll in Division Five. McDonald Central's another one in Division Five. Uh, both uh, McDonald Central lost a lot of players from last year's team, but they're a team that reloads. It just it it just kind of seemed like they're going to take a little bit more time to to really uh, corral that that team and and play well, but they started off very strong last night. And, you know, in division one, there's, I feel like there's a lot of teams that can go up there, but Appleton East is definitely a team. I don't think I even had them in the honorable mention listing. And, and uh, they also had a freshman that, that came in and played really well last night. I believe she had 26 points. I believe that's the coach's daughter in La Chapel. And, you know, freshmen can make a big, big difference when it comes to uh, helping a team, maybe take that next step. All right, Norb. Uh, Here's here's our our question for for this week. Does App or excuse me does uh does Beaver Dam lose a game this year? Uh, an out of state team possibly, but not a team not against a team in Wisconsin. I really don't think that's going to happen. They haven't lost to a Wisconsin team for a couple years. I believe Notre Dame was the last team to beat them, and that was in a sectional final. But I just they're just too talented, and even if one of those kids has an off night, they're so loaded. Uh, with uh, six kids that either have committed to a Division One school or have an offer from a Divi- Division One school, and that's that's nearly unheard of when it comes to uh, one team. All right, good stuff, Norb. We'll let you uh, head out, and and you'll be making your way to Brookfield Central as you mentioned this weekend. So follow Norb at Norbert Durst on Twitter for live updates throughout the weekend. And uh, I, I I assume I believe you'll you'll have a kind of a recap of that tournament next week as well. Is that right? Yes, that is correct. All right, so look forward to that on WSN. Norb, thanks for joining us, and uh, we'll talk to you, I'm sure, many other times on the WSN podcast as the season goes along. Sounds good. Thanks for having me on. So there you have it. Get out to that Brookfield Central tournament this weekend. Check things out, and and again, follow Norb uh, for updates throughout the event. Let's uh, get things wrapped up this week. We'll take a look at our stat of the week, and that stat this week is 78. That is the combined amount of unanswered points by Catholic Memorial and Homestead as they closed out their state championship games and back-to-back games, in fact, last week. Catholic Memorial scored 37 unanswered points in the last 20 minutes as they completed the biggest comeback in state finals history in Homestead after trailing 14-10 in the first half to Brookfield Central rattled off 41 unanswered points to close that game out in dominating fashion, put a running clock on Brookfield Central for the Division II title. Rant of the week. Saw earlier this week that the Eau Claire Leader-Telegram newspaper in Eau Claire has switched its model to a subscription model for all articles, including high school sports Scores, box scores, results. There's no five free articles per month. There's no no way around it. You have to pay a subscription to read any content on the website. Uh, 
And again, that includes basic information, scores, and box scores of high school sports. Unfortunately, things have been trending in this direction amongst all newspapers in Wisconsin, every newspaper in Wisconsin, for the wrong, uh, in the wrong direction for a long time. It, it began with cuts to staffing at many of the newspapers that cover high school sports or cover, cover local sports or, or sports in general. And uh, we saw that uh, begin a, a number of years ago. Then it became cuts to how many teams and which teams uh, the newspapers covered. All of a sudden, the, the teams on their, I guess, fringe area, you could call it, where they feel it's not important enough and they don't sell enough papers in that area, cut those teams out. Even though I always laugh at uh, one of the big papers in the state saying that they weren't going to cover a certain team because uh, that, that community, that town, doesn't get any papers from them and they get it all from a different paper. Well, I can tell you from firsthand experience that other paper that they claim you cannot find anywhere in the entire uh, city at the gas stations, at the grocery stores, delivery, etc., um, just wasn't the case. So we saw cuts to the, the coverage area. Now we've seen cuts to what they are covering. A number of newspapers around the state, including uh, some of the biggest ones, no longer publish high school sports box scores in the paper. You can find information online, but in the paper, it's just a score listing. They've cut how much time and, and space they devote to high school sports. They've put a lot of content behind a paywall, which I, look, we have a paywall on WSN. I get it. But we have a paywall on WSN for original content, originally produced content, written content that we do. And not all articles are require a paywall on WSN. A, a basic stuff like the coaches poll, media releases, all, all kinds of different things. There's no paywall on that, and as long as I'm here, as long as I am the general manager at Wisports.net, we will never charge. We will never require a subscription for scores, schedules, rosters, box scores, the basic stuff of high school sports we will never charge for as long as I am in charge, and I hope that to be a long time. But the the, the next thing we're going to see is other places adopting the uh, leader telegram model where you're going to have to pay a subscription just to get basic information that's provided by the schools, provided by the coaches. And then the next thing we'll see after that is they'll just cut high school sports coverage in general. Uh, unfortunately, that is the way that things are trending in the traditional media in the traditional newspaper media. Anyways, um, we don't want to replace the local newspapers, we don't want to replace that local coverage, but they sure are pushing people our way by cutting, cutting, cutting what they cover, how much they cover, by requiring paywalls just to view basic scores and box score information. We'll take it, but we don't want to be that. We, we, we want to work with the newspapers. We want to uh, have all of them uh, in a strong position with providing outstanding local coverage of high school sports and will be the complementary piece that, that covers sports from a statewide perspective. 
unfortunate, but again, I think it's the the trend that we're going to see continue, and ultimately, it's going to be, uh, I think, a trend that will end with large newspapers in Wisconsin completely cutting their high school coverage. Many of them have already cut their uh, their sports coverage to the point where it's many or mostly or all wire service uh, articles, AP writers, um, whatever it might be, uh, they don't have uh, you know people doing original content for sports in a lot of places. There are some places that are doing a great job with it still, and we salute that. We encourage that. We would love to see that. And if you're in a place where there is still outstanding local coverage, let them know. Let the editors know. Let the newspapers know that the reason that you are subscribing, the reason that you're continuing to support what they're doing is because of the local coverage they're, they're providing. If you're in an area where they're cutting the local coverage, let them know. Let them know that you're not happy with that, that if you cancel your subscription, that that is the reason why. And let's all push to get more and better coverage for high school sports in Wisconsin. So that's my rant of the week. Hopefully uh, it's not something that I rant about again with with more people continuing to cut. Football's wrapped up. We're on to winter sports. Basketball's in full swing. Wrestling is underway. Uh, we'll look forward to having Nate Wolfel on our podcast to, to talk about some of the wrestling stories uh, of, of the state of Wisconsin here in the next couple weeks. Mark Miller will join us again probably next week. So until then, I'm Travis Wilson, general manager at wisports.net. We'll see you at a game.